Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. gentlemen yeah this is the about last night show got, that's our I got fired up listening yeah that. that's our second show with the new song yeah and I dig it I dig it too there you go uh, fuck thank I, you I for wrote the love. It. I should dig it yeah thank you for the love that you guys sent us on Twitter about the new song we were kind of worried that you guys would be like what's up yeah, man can you imagine real big fish was my life yeah the first 15 seconds of that song just made my week I can't go on anymore I lost my virginity to it <laughs> my parents <laughs> got divorced to it. <laughs> uh, cool show today. Uh, we're going to start the show with just Adam and me catching up because we haven't been alone in the studio. Adam and I need, need you know, we just yeah. need some alone time together. Yeah, let alone equipment being in the room and Dick being here too. We just haven't been here. Yeah, and uh, then coming in on the second half of the show is going to be former uh, major leaguers, uh, Dimitri Young and Robert Fick, and uh, they got a new podcast on this network. Uh, called FYI, and uh, we're gonna talk baseball we're, with we're them. Steroids, baseball. steroids, and groupies, groupies, and yeah, and how how pure Ken Griffey Jr. was. Steroid free. <laughs> You're just gonna like be like, oh, tell, yeah. me, tell me more about Seattle players. Yo, I gotta go straight to the source because yeah. I, I, I uh, you know, I obviously a big Seattle sports fan, but I take pride in the fact that Griffey is one of the few. That well, you know, pure. and maybe one of the only players of the '90s, 2000s mm-hmm. that. Is not connected to roids, right? And it's in the top five for like all major. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone considers him talent. the best player of the '90s, and then yeah. to still have six hundred three injured seasons because of a hamstring, mm-hmm. which that's what happens when you get older. Your right. body starts to fall apart, and mm-hmm. when you miss seasons, that's because you're letting uh, nature take its course. You're not pumping yourself full of steroids and coming back two weeks later after you fucking sure. Tear a hamstring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the whole thing yeah. right. So Yet still so hit, so I think, 690 home runs. Not that you're an obsessed fan or anything. Not. Hey, man. Not that. I just recognize greatness. Not that you've cut a hole in your giant uh, uh, upper deck Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Cu- cut out. Also cut a hole in the upper deck of my face, if you notice the <laughs> scar. I did, yeah. man. You have a, you notice, have a nice scar. Yo, sometimes you wake up. Do you, I don't. Well, this is just me, but some, do you ever wake up with like a scratch on your face and you're like, shit, was I attacked by wolverines <laughs> in the middle of the night? Or Is that... Is that what happened? Well, that's what I usually think. But you never wake up with like a random scratch or something that yeah, maybe no, you I scratch do. yourself and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, I do. Maybe it was my roommate's cat. Um, so yeah, uh, so my... I cut myself shaving. Oh. And people have been asking me though, like, what's what happened? And like, the, usually the go-to story is what I used actually uh, last night at a, at a comedy club was I, I told these guys I was like, "Yeah, I was at Quiznos," and the guy was being like really. The, the guy behind the, the counter was just being really an asshole, and he was, like, you know, giving me shit about my order because I kept adding things. Mm-hmm. And jokingly, I was just going to set it up to, you know, get to this big thing where we were out in the alleyway, and I waited till after he got off work and fucking, <laughs> you know, with my sandwich, just beat him mercilessly. 
And it, before N- I could even get there, not the first time you've beat someone mercifully with six inches. Yeah. Woo! Whoa! Woo! Too soon. <laughs> and it's bigger than six. Uh, but uh, but uh, so then. So then, before I can even get to that punch, my buddy yeah. goes, dude, fucking Quiznos. He goes, dude, let me tell you something about that place, dude. They're constantly fucking up. Like, and he goes on this giant rant. I was like, whoa, I was kidding, man. Yeah. You actually have, like, a vendetta against. Sure. He was, like, he was, he was doing, like, you know, fucking, I'm glad finally someone stuck up to those motherfuckers, <laughs> dude. Like, they're Who has the vendetta against Quiznos? Yeah, dude. Is he just, does he hate bacon ranch sauce? What's wrong with him? Hey, he hates something sauce. The chicken carbonara is fucking delicious. It what? is delicious. What are you talking about? That, and who interrupts a story about like, yeah, I got this scar on my face from a Quiznos. I'm not interrupting yeah, that sorry story. sorry about your fight. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about your fight, but guess what? These guys need to uh, uh, change their business model. We need to talk about a conspiracy model. theory. <laughs> oh, so you, well, okay. So it wasn't actually a fight. Well, you see, you almost got in a fight. Uh, now, me, on the other hand. Yeah, you said you actually. What, this, <laughs> this weekend. Now, uh, t- title the name of the story, because stories uh, are always. Sure. This Great is, when you can give him a title, and then we can figure out later on in the story why this title all right. has been uh, given. Okay. I mean, I can tell you what I would title it, but tell, but you could tell you know, me yours first. All right. The title of this story is uh, One and a Half Against One. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, Dick, what do you think that is? I know what it is. Oh, yeah. No, oh, okay. he knows what it he is. Knows. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what would you title it? One and a Half Versus One. Well, based off that title, it would yeah. be like, all right, so... Brad was m- <laughs> measuring his penis versus <laughs> another. No, no, that's not true. It's it's it's, it's well, a, see, charge. I, w- I would title it um, uh, 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 underground, <laughs> underground, <laughs> underground. No, uh, uh, eye level, eye level brawl. Eye eye level brawl. Or I like that one. So. Here's what happened. I was uh, I was in Denver, Colorado this past weekend at the Comedy Works in uh, downtown Denver, which is one of my favorite clubs in the country. It did amazing. not disappoint. Yeah, did not disappoint. The crowd finally there going there in May. Amazing. Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, yeah. dude. Just with Delia. Oh. Not headlining, but ah, still, still. Yeah. You're, you're you're there, and yeah. you'll see why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so w- when you get there, there's a bar across the street from the club called the Front Porch. Okay. So I go there um, after the show with my buddy Steve. Now Steve and I, uh, he lives in Denver now. Steve is another dwarf. We've known each other, I'd say, since we were little. How many dwarf friends but do you like, have? A lot. For real? <laughs> a, okay, yeah. a lot. And uh, Steve, Steve is my boy. We've known each other since we were seven years old. I dare you to find. Known each other since we were four feet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, since we grew up to four foot two. <laughs> yeah. now, I dare you to find a dwarf female between the ages currently of 20 years old and 28 that has not fucked either me or my boy Steve. Wow. We clean House is wow. what we're saying. You, know, you guys are kind of the um, we we were the Zach and AC Slater. Love it. If if the world of dwarves was Bayside yeah. High, great. All right, uh, cleaned up. Great comparison. So now I understand that one thing that keeps me humble in this business is that no matter how famous I get or no matter how funny I, I I think I am, when I go out, people always stare at me. It's just my life. Yeah, it happens. Well, dude, yeah, Pachanga, great example. Asians rubbing your head. <laughs> When That's we're right. walking through the lobby, little did I know that you had given a speech to the casino earlier in the day to basically be like, hey, come to the shows tonight. Yeah. And then all the Asians started rubbing your head. Yeah, because they thought it would be good luck. and they and, You told them it would be good luck. Yeah, and, and then, then that they would hit a jackpot. So And that, and yeah. that word, word spreads. Uh, so I had no idea that this even went down. You didn't yeah. even tell me about that whole 
afternoon. So cut to us walking through the lobby to the club, and right. Asians left and right just start rubbing Brad's right. head. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? And you don't even flinch. And you don't even stop to tell me. You don't even, like, take the rubs and go, oh, earlier today. You just keep walking. Yeah. You're like, yeah, anyway, man, I think, uh, well, I don't know, man. I mean, Kobe's obviously playing well, but, like, head rub, head rub, head rub. And they're like, yeah, but, I mean, like, you know, hopefully Gasol comes back from the I'm like, dude, wait, what's? <laughs> why, why are they rubbing your head? Oh, you know, it's a thing. That's incredible. Good luck. And they obviously buy into it because... Obviously, because when a dwarf tells you something... Also, there's not very many Japanese dwarves, right? So, like... Not very... Well, like, it's hard to tell the difference between a Japanese midget and, and like, a regular Japanese person. I think I say, yeah. The the, the size is not (laughs) that different. You know, it's like Japanese midget, 3'8", Japanese person, 4'1". Yeah. (laughs) They kind of... Both both terrible at karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Ronri. Anyway. I am (laughs) All right. So uh, me and Steve are at this bar after called The Front Porch, which is right across the street from the club. Now, this guy comes up to us and wants a picture with both me and my buddy Steve. Now, he was not at my show. So he's just coming up. Wanting a picture because he Couple sees dwarves. two dwarves drinking. Yeah, dude. Uh, now, first of all, let me also say that Denver has a higher altitude, mile high city. Yeah. High city so for a two reason. beer Brad becomes two beer Brad becomes point five beer Brad. Wow. So I'm shit faced already. Jesus. And uh, this off of absolutely nothing. Off, off, well, off That's of breathing. incredible. Off of breathing. Off of breathing. I'm shit faced. Yeah. You hear about beer and you're just like, <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta go home. That Coors commercial fucked yeah, me that up. Coors commercial got me drunk. <laughs> so. Uh, this guy just wants a picture, and we're like, "Hey, uh, no, we're here to f- we're, we're we're here to hang out. We're not here to do a picture. Just you know, so you can go home and jerk off to it later. Wow, you know, or post it on he Facebook. He had that kind of vibe, huh? Yeah, it, w- it was just a really weird vibe. And he's my you porn password ran out. You need a couple of dwarves <laughs> in Denver to fill the void, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and uh, so the guy's just like, "No, man, it's, it, I I love when someone insults you, and then responds with, it's cool.'" Like, no, you still insulted me. Yeah. Like, and that doesn't make it better. Like, I'm not going to take the picture with you. It's cool. Okay, now I'll take the picture with you. <laughs> no. And he's like, it's cool, man. No, we're just going to get a picture. I, I don't want a fucking picture. And we start arguing back and forth. Now, I'm a little more passive because I'm a comedian and a public persona, and I don't want, you know, shit to get out. Steve, don't give a shit. Yeah. He's just like, you know what? Fuck you. Back off. I'm, he- I'm here with my boy. Whoa. And, uh, yeah, and uh, if, if, if you want to see a picture of me and Steve, uh, follow me on Twitter, at uh, FunnyBrad. I post a picture because we both pretty much look exactly alike. Do you really? Yeah, we do. <laughs> so You're like the Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger of dwarves. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Uh, so, That's a great compliment. That's no, a great movie. Yeah, they were a great duo. Yeah, I'm Arnold. <laughs> anyway. And I'm Danny. <laughs> Danny DeVito kind of sounds like Tony Danza. <laughs> So, so Danny DeVito Danza. <laughs> so the guy, uh, I mean, so the guy pushes Steve. All yeah. of a sudden, he says, "You know what? Fuck you back!" and pushes Steve, and Steve falls off the bar stool. Which, by the way, you push a dwarf, eight years bad luck. Exactly. That's way yeah. worse than breaking a mirror. It's way worse. And really, you're gonna push a midget off the bar stool? That's a long ass fall. Yeah, okay, dude. that's really high. Like. <laughs> I I tiptoe off curbs, That's all a, right, yeah. and you're gonna shove me That's like out of a bar stool. like a normal person falling off an escalator. It, yeah, like the the whole thing the, from the top, not. Wow, dude. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Steve, off the bar stool, what a fucking asshole. Yeah. So Steve falls down, and when and when he hits the ground, you know, despite popular belief, we we don't burst into gold coins. <laughs> 
<laughs> that might be the best stereotype I've ever heard. A dwarf falls off a stool. Well, dude, well, now you see why he did it. Maybe the yeah. guy was really, like, hurting he for cash. He, he couldn't pay his bar tab. Uh, he so <laughs> he shoves Steve off. Now, he's in the middle of us trying to take this picture. So when he shoves Steve off, his back is turned to me. Me, fight or flight kicks in, yeah. and I, I, I fight because obviously I'm a threatening individual at four foot four. Yeah! What's up? Don't what? push your door off a bar stool because we'll with fuck that, you up. I'm going back to the gym, do a montage. Dwarf. Starts, start, fight. Starts giving rope with a shoelace, Ooh. motherfucker. That's what I do. <laughs> Woo! What's so your buddy's I, name again? Steve Wild. Steven Bray. Yeah. We'll fuck you up. Woo! Don't fuck with them. And new tag team champions of the world. In this corner, Steve Wild and Brad Williams. In this corner, drunk guy who needed to pay his bar tab and was hoping by pushing a dwarf off a stool he would turn into gold coins. <laughs> All right. So I just jump on this guy's back and put him in a chokehold. So I'm choking him from behind. Oh, shit. And, like, I'm piggyback riding him. And he's, like, flailing around. I'm like sure this was a fight, not a gay porn. <laughs> I'm, ch- I'm choking him out back. He's got me out front. Steve's got his mouth open. Yeah. Go, hey, right. you know, shit happens. Keep going. Uh, so then I'm, I'm choking him. He's flailing around like it's Yoda on Luke Skywalker's back and, and like, wow. Empire Strikes Back. Wow. And then as, as, as I'm choking him, Steve gets up. And just starts. All right, now you gotta understand something. When dwarfs fight, like you tall, you love this. You, you, you tall guys, when you fight, you can kind of. All right, I'm just gonna hit him, maybe mess him up a, a little bit. Like you can easy yeah, fight. Back off, get your bearings. Right. When dwarfs fight, we know that we'll eventually lose, so we have to end this fight as fast as fucking possible. So you're just trying to get in a couple jabs. And we get fight. The fuck we, out. we fight dirty. That's all I'm saying. Wow. We don't go a- for ankle like. Biting? Oh, so Steve just runs up and he goes like Oscar De La Hoya speed bag on this dude's nuts. What? Just like. Like Jim Carrey, Dumb and Dumber, like. Yeah. What the? He's busting it out and he's just going and I'm choking him. So the guy's like. The guy, the guy starts like going down lower because I'm choking him. He's he's getting punched in the balls hard, and like when, when we we punch balls, you guys have to go in an angle, like yeah. you're going down. No, you're right We're there. just straight, straight shot, straight yeah. jab, baby. You're going down. Yeah, balls. Mike Tyson down. punch out style. Lil Mac. Woo. So. So then, wait. So I, 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 I'm choking him. Steve's doing that. The bar is stopping like there's an episode of Punked going on. <laughs> like, they don't believe this shit is happening. And, and yeah, you everyone's know, watching at this point. Oh, absolutely. Obviously. Like, that, that... People were watching when you guys walked in. Right. Now you're... Now we're fighting. That beats the two drunk whores making out on the side. Like, <laughs> why is no one looking at us? We never do Can this Can you imagine? Before. This was the first night they decided to les out. <laughs> and fucking, what are the odds? Two dwarves come in and upstage them with a brawl. Yeah, bitch. They're Dwarves so pissed. greater than lesbians, and they're That's trying to tell saying. everybody, and they're like, "We got pictures of it." They're like, "Dude, fucking the the the, the, the one phone that was taping them was out got interrupted because the guy grabbed the phone and immediately started taping <laughs> you guys." All right, so uh, and then like this th- this happens in about I'd say like ten seconds, and then other people jump in. But here's the best part: even if two dwarves <laughs> are winning a fight. No one fights the dwarves. They, like, these other guys ran in and started beating the fuck out of the other guy, too. What? So I'm choking him. Steve's ball punching him. Now guys are putting boots to him. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh like no one looks at a guy fighting two midgets and goes, oh, the midgets were in the wrong. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? It's like. What They've is- always got your back. Yeah. So they, so they, uh, a couple guys get some shots in. 
The guy gets kicked out. And then everybody cheers. Everybody cheers. And you guys, they pick you guys up, right? <laughs> Please tell me the story finishes with you guys on the shoulders. Out. Oh, yo, yo, Adrian, I did it. Can you play that song? <laughs> what was that? What's this? You are loving oh, the Rocky. No, I don't care. No, I like no, Rocky. Chariots of Fire. Stick with Rocky. I like that. I did it, Adrian. We knocked out a douchebag. Yo, remake. Woo! Little, little Rocky. Little Rocky. So then, <laughs> you can remake Little Rocky. Little dude. Rocky, I like it. Little Rambo. Little Rambo. Let's do the whole career, dude. I can't wait for Little Judge Dredd. <laughs> Yo, again we joke, but there's probably a. I mean, are you? If dude, if things are already getting remade, yeah. Why not? So then, uh, the guy gets kicked out, and the bartender just looks at me and Steve and goes, "You know what? You guys." Drinking for free, rest of the night. Oh my! And we're God. like, no, so that, but I've already had two. Yeah, I've already had. I just please don't play. Are those TVs gonna play Coors Light commercials? <laughs> so, and you can't turn down free drinks. So how many? Honestly, did you have after that? Oh, uh, I like I, after that, people just kept coming up to us buying us shots because they're like, this is the greatest thing. And I've also, ever you're seen riding life. the high of the fight. Yeah. So you ha- like you want it like. I, the rush of the show, every comedian can attest to, sure. is is enough to. I mean, not every show, but most shows, especially on a weekend, especially and if you're doing a lot works. of yeah. time, even if you're only doing ten minutes and you're hosting, if a great club and the energy is awesome, and you're especially on the road because you mm-hmm. just feel like, wow, I like you know, because you do your shit in the hometown, you're like, you almost feel like you have home court advantage, so people are sure. supposed to laugh at you, which yeah. is a, a fucked up thing to think. But when you go to to a new place with a new crowd and you <clears throat> and you do great. You have this uh, heightened sense of like, fuck, this is like, this is incredible, and you're riding the high, and people sure. want to buy you drinks. So I can't imagine what that's like yeah. after a fight. Oh, we're just, ugh. and the guy gets. So you have won in every stage of this. I couldn't have been more manly. He if, didn't get if, the picture. No, he didn't you get the picture. Kicked, you won the fight. Yeah, uh, he, kicked him out. He had sore balls, and he got kicked out. Yeah. What's, what was this one? Chariots of Fire. There you go. This is the greatest after party ever. Yeah, see, this is fucking... And this, by the way... In slow-mo, the guy's getting fucking, like... <laughs> right now, we see him being, like, carried out. Oh, what are you stopping for? It cut off. Oh, it oh, cut off. Oh, boy. Oh, but... I was, like, fucking, like, and, getting to the best part of the porn, and your computer freezes. <laughs> it, it, it just freezes on the guy's face, receiving a blowjob. <laughs> yeah. oh, and you're, terrible. like, right there, so you just have to finish. It's terrible. So, like... And, and the bum's still screaming outside your window. <laughs> that, that, wow, it's a callback from, like, yeah, podcast number like, two. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, and in my head, I'm just thinking, how is this guy going to tell this story? Because you know he's not going to say, I got what beat up by two call. midgets. No, dude. He's not going to say gonna that. Say he, no, he for sure, his version right now consists of, dude, these fucking, I saw these midgets walking around, right? They start giving me shit, right? <laughs> There's two of them. What are the odds? Two, one of them's giving you shit. Dude, they're both giving me shit. Right. So I go, you know what, guys? I don't want any trouble. I'm going into the bar. They follow me in. <laughs> And they're like, yo, dude, why are you fucking walking away and being an ass? I was like, because apparently they had, like, they thought I was one of their friends, but I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So they kept trying to be like, dude, why'd you have to be an ass? You could, like, that's our friend we thought you were. You're, like, being an ass about it. I was like, dude, what? What are you even talking about? I didn't want any part of these guys, but fucking, you know dwarves, man. They won't let up. Right? He'll, He'll make up some sort of, like... 
you know, they just keep coming at you, man. Right. Next and thing I know, they're p- p- punching my balls. Everyone's like, what? Yeah, dude. Well, because, yeah, man, because when dwarves fight, they don't fight regular. Like, when dwarves fight, they form up like Voltron. Yeah. Like, nine dwarves came out of the wi- woodwork. Yeah, yeah. Like, one, like, one's the fist, one's the, one's the other fist, and they're all just beating up on me, man. So they're coming at me. I'm trying to just have my own, you know, my, my, my drink and mind my own business. Dude, one of them comes at me. I, I try to d- defend myself. I end up giving him a little jab. He falls off the stool. His buddy goes, did he turn into gold coins? No, dude, he didn't. <laughs> But they kicked me out. Yeah, dude, he'll. Yeah, this is the fight music. Oh, if anyone has this on YouTube, I, I, I saw phones out. I hope it makes it on YouTube. This would be the perfect dwarf fight music. Brad, I think that might be the next video, the next Gangnam Style dance video. Oh, yeah. You and Steve drunk just fucking fighting and wrestling and that I music in that, the background. That are like that are like the Benny Hill theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That'd be great. That's a great story. So that so that was that. And that was the dwarf fight. That was the dwarf fight of one, 2013. one versus one and a half. <laughs> one one, one and a half one, my friend. Yeah, that's actually a great name for it. Yeah. One versus one and a half. Like, you know, like kind of the opposite of three hundred. Yeah. <laughs> it's said 300. See, it's like, another great remake, though. Yeah. 300 with midgets called 150. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm on fire today. Dude, there's so many. Uh, and, uh, but, yeah, so that, that happened at the Front Porch Bar, which is across the street from the Comedy Works. Are, are they a sponsor? You gave them some serious plugs there. They, they should. That fight, because not only just the mentions on the podcast here, but right. uh, – to have a dwarf fight in your bar, talk you, about free promotion. Right. Talk about talk about advertising for a good time, dude. You think? Yeah. You're gonna be getting hit up by fucking Burger Kings and Del Absolutely. Tacos left and right. We need dwarf fights happening in Maybe. our in our establishment. Think about how much better those Olive Garden commercials would be <laughs> if people were sitting there like, when I first found out Dad was taking me to the Olive Garden for my college graduation, <laughs> I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. But then I then they brought out Never Ending Pasta for eight bucks, and I was like, no way, pasta forever. For eight dollars, and then you just like the camera just pans over, and you see two dwarves fighting in the background, and then it just cuts away and goes the Olive Garden. You're like, whoa, wait, whoa, what's happening? What's that, happening? That happens there see, all the time. Dude, I'm hey, telling you, man. Chateau Marmont got famous after Led Zeppelin allegedly uh, had sex with a woman and a and a shark. Whoa, what? <laughs> that story. Dick, please tell me you know that story. Oh, yeah, I know it. Okay, Dick. All right, Dick knows that story. Uh, there's a story about uh, Le- uh, Led Zeppelin being in the Chateau Marmont, yeah. and they had groupies back there, and they're like, "We'll do anything." And Led Zeppelin used a uh, dead shark and uh, used it kind of as a dildo on a woman. Wow. He's almost right. I'm almost right. Almost right. It was in Seattle at the Edgewater Grill, oh, oh, the Edgewater Inn, yeah. which is oh, okay. a great place, right up against right the, the water. water. Yeah, you can dude. fish out of your window. So he fished with a dildo, they, and they caught a mud shark. <laughs> I missed the first. And part they of the tied story. a groupie to the bed and shoved it up your twiz. <laughs> twiz. Dick, Depressing you're so, dick you're, strikes again. You're so polite. <laughs> Yo, will, you, will you turn me up just a little bit more? Yo, did you watch the All Star Game this weekend? Uh, Black and, Super Bowl? No. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA, yeah, dude, it's so boring, man. First of all, I've about had it with Magic Johnson, and here's what I'll just say. Yo, one of my favorite players of all time. Sure. Uh, one of the most successful businessmen. Sure. Uh, in the history of sports. sports dude, owner, restaurants, movie jazz. theaters. And, yeah, it was pretty cool that you beat that whole AIDS thing. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that doesn't excuse you from making intelligent analysis in pre- and post-game. Magic, like, you're talking to us like – 
Like, it's just, he, all he does is state the obvious, and then he wraps it together with, well, we're just going to have to see what happens. It's like, <laughs> dude, I'm watching you to hear your predictions. Like, right. dude, it's like, he goes, they're like, Magic, what do you think about the Lakers Celtics? And he goes, well, the Lakers got Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant, he's pretty good. He's gonna, he's, he's, a, he's one of the best 50 players. You heard of him? He's pretty good. But the, <laughs> the Celtics, they got a guy by the name of Paul Pierce. He can shoot. He can dribble whenever he wants to. He's wearing shoes all the time. So with those two things involved... We just have to see what happens. We just have to wait and see what happens. Dude, if I went to a restaurant, it's like going to a restaurant and you ask the waiter, hey, man, how's the burger? Well, it's got meat. It's got <laughs> buns. There's probably some lettuce and tomatoes. Yeah, but how is it? Well, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Dude, what are you going to do to my burger? What do you mean we're going to have to wait and see? Uh, let's, play, <laughs> let's play a quick improv game of Magic Johnson is, is the doctor. And so you're Magic. Sure. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm the patient. And you're going to tell me uh, that I've got some terrible disease and what road lies ahead. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, hey, Doc. Thank you so much for coming in today. Hey, did you see the game last night? Oh, wow. Well, you're in a great mood. So does that mean the test came back negative? Well, here's what's going on with your blood work. We did the blood work. Okay. Turns out you got blood in the blood. Okay. Okay. You got some cells in there. Some okay. Some white and some red ones. Whites are good. They fight. Yeah. Whites are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but inside of the blood cells, yeah. okay, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there's some cancer. Oh. There's some, there's some uh, what? There's some gonorrhea. Okay. There's some gonorrhea. And there's a little bit of AIDS. Wait, a little bit of AIDS? A whole lot of AIDS. Uh, wait, wait, there's a whole lot of... Uh, what level of AIDS are we talking about like here? Like four or five. Wait, four or five? That, that's, not, that, that, that's not a lot, because you're like going one to a hundred, right? Yeah, so we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Wait, Doc, but you said I had gonorrhea, cancer, and AIDS. Like, is it like, what kind of cancer? What, what are my chances of living here? Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Kobe... Co- I never was around Kobe. He didn't give me AIDS. Game six of the 1987 NBA Finals, I played center, point guard, forward, scored 46 points, right. 15 assists, right. seven rebounds. What does that have to do with me having cancer? You're going to die, bitch. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, I think we're going to take a quick break. And, yes, we are? We are. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. No, no. We, we can't take a break. Ah, damn it. Interrupting Tony Dan. No, no, no. Because, no, no. you know, I, I had a pretty crazy weekend, too. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but uh, I, uh, I was at the All-Star game. Uh, why were you at the All-Star game, Tony Danza? Why wasn't I? Well, first of all, I was pretty pissed off they didn't ask me to play in the celebrity game. <laughs> I saw all these celebrities like, hey, you ever see my jump shot? Boy, let me tell you something. I used to play. I used to play on the set of Taxi, right? We'd set up a little hoop in the backyard. Oh, Even on Who's Tony. the Boss, I'd get Jonathan. I'd get him in there and be like, hey, come in here, you little bitch. And he's like, eh, Tony, I want to sew. I was like, you fucking gay kid. <laughs> we got, we're going to take a quick break. Come right back with former MLB players Dimitri Young and Robert Vick. This is the About Last Night Show. Listening to the GoCast Network. Buckstar here, Greg Sites, whatever my name is, Greg Buckstar Sites, CEO of GoCast Network. And I'm Gary Garver, formerly of, oh, I don't even want to mention that asshole's name, uh, from the GoCast Network, program director of the GoCast Network. Weren't you on Journey? Yeah, that was it. Sammy Hagar, they say. Sammy Hagar. <laughs> and you know what? We got some sick new technology. You can check us out with Viddy. What the, what the hell's Viddy, Greg? I have no idea what that is. Viddy is Instagram, Twitter combined for a great 15-second video experience where you'll see awesome clips and fun stuff. Wow, I can't wait to check that out. Where do we go? Viddy. 
Dot-com? I think so. Okay, cool. <laughs> Before you hit fast forward, listen to this. It's the big hot rocking, non-stopping, less talking, boss shocking, hit knocking, finger popping, yanking, cranking, high knees spanking, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. 50,000 watt blowtorch of rock and roll. That is the Dick and Darren Show. Dick and Darren downloaded 185 episodes. It's, it's pretty good for you. You'll like it. Up in your ear hole. On the GoCast Network. What's up, guys? This is Danny Trejo, and I want to tell you about the best restaurant in Southern California, the second floor in Huntington Beach. The second floor is a -a one-of-a-kind tattoo and cutting-edge art bar. The food is amazing. Try a rockin' nachos, the sliders, or the monster colossal burgers, or my favorite, the Trejo's tacos. Second floor. I'll see you there. Have you ever made a purchase, bought something, gone into a store, picked up an item, and thought to yourself, I sure wish I could pay GoCast Network? Well, great, because now's your chance. Brothers and sisters, put your hands together for this great opportunity. Go to GoCastNetwork.com and click on the Amazon link. Buy your stuff from us at the GoCast Network Amazon link, click it on, click it on. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Click on the Amazon link, click on the Amazon link, click on the Amazon link, and support the GoCast Network. That's all i got to say. Buy your stuff from us. Thank you. We're back on the GoCast Network. All right. We are back on the About Last Night Show. I'm Brad Williams, my co-host over there. Is Adam Ray? hey And now we have a podcast, a literal podcast all-star team. Yeah, dude. Going on right here. Uh, Robert Fick. A couple of big Dimitri timers. Young, former MLB players. All right. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the About Thank Last you. Night welcome, Show, gentlemen. Fellas. And welcome to the uh, the network. You guys just started your show. Yes, we yeah. did. Your, your, your guys' show is called uh, FYI. With a question mark. With a question mark. <laughs> yes. Because we don't know if it's for your information. No, uh, the F is for Fick. Okay, Fick. The y is That's for me. Yeah. Me, yeah. Young. Obviously. And the I, whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want, man. Yeah. All right. I like that. Badass. Now, uh, in terms of the baseball season, we're, we're we're just getting into spring training. Everyone's coming in. Uh, now, what's it like as former players when the off season's done and you, and you got to get back into it? Is it that? You got that itch that you you want to get back yeah, into it. Yeah, because you hear people you say, wait, as soon as or... the season ends, being like, you know what, man, right back to the gym tomorrow morning. And you're like, man, you'll probably fucking go to Hawaii for a couple of weeks, right? Like, I mean, or do you just really get right back into it? Go it, ahead, Robert. It depends on uh, how much you like your family or not. <laughs> yeah. wild, some yeah. guys can't fucking wait to get away from their wives and kids. And sure. some guys, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how all it right, works. All right, here's the politically correct <laughs> answer right here. You go, baby, it's time for me to go back to work. And it's fun to get away from the family and stuff because you're at home working out the entire off season and you're already making plans with your buddies on what you're going to do once you get into town. 
Mm. And uh, is that is that true, yeah. Robert? <laughs> and what, chi- what chicks you're gonna fly in from sure. last year? And, oh, yeah. and, and, this and is ba- what I like. Yeah. And in baseball, we call those women beef. Mm-hmm. Beef, beef, beef. So that's their groupie title. Yep. Wow. Beef. Now, why I've beef? Is it because don't... they bring like a, a basket of bolognese when they show up? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. I, I don't now, know where the terminology beef came from, but sure. it's, it's but a it's very stuck. yeah, it, now, it's very fitting. Yeah, and because uh, well, I. I have, I have a friend who was on the show, uh, Baseball Wives. She was not even a wife. She was a girlfriend. Uh, but she was a beef. She's beef. <laughs> wow. The, the uh, one that said she was with Niger Morgan. Yes. Yeah. Jordana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, she's a friend of mine, and she te- she tells me about this culture. Like, there's some girls that just, like, all right. Dedicate their lives to getting, sleeping get with ball players. Get on our show. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. getting close to it. Let's fly out to Scottsdale. Let's now, fly out to South Florida. Let's see if I can get myself a Porsche this year. They're called pro-hoes. Pro-hoes. Yes. Mm. Wow. What do you got? What Sounds like something uh, Rob Amansky sells on his DVD commercials. Rob Amansky after 2 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that guy. He's like, I have, you know, AAU championships back to back to back. Fred you get my it's, full and don't. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I haven't played in 28 years, but fuck, this thing works. Uh, wait, fucking so is Tom Amansky. That's right. What did I say, Rob Amansky? Yeah, whatever. Yo, man, some people support the other guy whose DVD didn't sell as well, man. Tom is the guy who made it. Rob, dude, Rob came up Tom with that shit. Tom didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. He just made the DVD. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And he had Fred McGriff on that shit. Too. Yeah. Yes, well, Fred McGriff endorses anything that turns into gold. Now, let's. Now, is there one baseball player that's known as almost like the Wilt Chamberlain of, of baseball? Pro hoes. No, there are a lot of guys that try and fit that title. We have guys who who like to take other guys' beef. We call them beef, beef thieves. thieves. <laughs> <laughs> please, please make a cartoon yeah. called Beef Thieves, where it's MLB players going around stealing other guys' beef. Beef thieves sounds like something out of like Boardwalk Empire or like Newsies, where ah, beef. story, story. We got beef thieves on Forty Second Street this Friday, and an all-new beef thieves. Bobby Bonilla steals <laughs> Tommy Mansky's wife. <laughs> The best is when a married dude gets pissed at another dude for stealing his beef. That's oh, funny. yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I thought you were married. He's like, well, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, in the off-season. Yeah. <laughs> married in the off-season. All right, so there's no so there's no all-star pro ho, huh? There's a, there's or do you guys not well, want to go one we of like, we like to make fun of Alex Rodriguez because he doesn't know how to run beef right. <laughs> now, his beef, I, I've seen some of the, 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 the women that he's been photographed with. His beef is beef. He likes the, yeah. he likes the buff oh, chicks. He yeah, likes, yeah. But, but you notice that they break up with him. Yeah, what's, yeah. what's up with that? He, yeah. But it, it is no secret, though. He is, I mean, as much of a, a ladies' man as he's made out to be. Yeah, or is, he might be more of a lady than the ladies. Wow. Uh, what's Whoa, up that? now? Whoa. Mm. Well, I mean, hey, I, hey saw, you know what? I saw that photo shoot with him making out <laughs> with himself in the mirror. Oh, yeah, really? right. he did? Yeah, well, like, he, there, he, he, he did this one photo shoot. I don't know if it was, like, G, GQ or something like that. And literally in in the article, he's talking about, like, how he's trying to stay humble. And the, and the picture right next to it is him lips to lips with himself in the mirror. Like, he's making out with himself. Well, how is anything humbling about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, no, no women can measure up to this perfection, so yeah. might as well. Well, that's artificially made, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay. Well, I, I want to ask a real quick A-Roll okay. question. Okay. So I'm from Seattle, right? So when he was there, he was, you know, owned the city. After Griffey and Randy left, it was just like, all right, now he's the main guy. And, uh, you know, men loved him because he was a great player. Women loved him because, uh, you know, they uh, – 
they uh, he, thought he was a woman. Because uh, he, he has a good-looking yeah. Latino man. The lips, yeah. he got perfect lips. Yeah, perfect lips. For a man. Yeah. For me. You never trust a guy with perfect lips. So, so, but then my question is, when he, as a player, like he got a lot of shit when he went to Texas for fucking what, two hundred fifty-two million? Like everyone turned on him. But then there's half people who are like, well, yeah, like you're, he was the best player in baseball, right? Like you got to take that money. Or, but Seattle was paying him a lot too, and also we were really good. And he said he was going to Texas because he wanted to help turn them around. But it was like, and it wasn't for the money. But I'm saying, so <laughs> do you do you understand a move like that on his part because it's. You gotta, you gotta follow the money. Get that money, or is it, is loyalty gone in sports? I guess. <laughs> loyalty. Yeah. You, know, you have loyalty to your family. Yeah. You have loyalty to yourself. Yeah. And I think the way that it was handled, it was handled <laughs> wrong because he was trying to make it seem like he was in love with Seattle, but he went where the money is. A lot of people go where the money is, but he tried to make it a yeah. point that I love Seattle, and he had people believing that. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, two hundred fifty-two million with Tom sure. Hicks and the Texas Rangers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, now, if he would have said that, you know, I'm going to test the free uh, free agent market out, sure. and let me see what's yeah, out cause there. Yeah, because he didn't do that. It was just kind of out of nowhere. It was just like all of a sudden, like you know, boom, I'm well, gone. And even today, there was an article about uh, Josh Hamilton. He when they said, "Why'd you leave Texas?" He said, "Well, it's not it's not a baseball town." And I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, "Coming to Anaheim, I'm not. I mean, I'm the I'm a huge Angels fan, but not not exactly baseball mecca. You know what I mean?" <laughs> They're, like, they're getting there. They're they, getting there. I, don't, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're, they're spending I feel you, ridiculous amount, amounts of money, but you know, it's not Fenway Park where guys know the names of the other players' children and they're mm-hmm. like chanting them to, 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 to try to mock. I mean, you know, An- Anaheim's kind of like, oh, we're gonna sit back. We got the nice weather. Oh, look, there's a baseball game. Oh, this, <laughs> this is wonderful. And, and but. So just say you're going, you're, you're following the money. No one's going to get mad at you because it's money. Everyone likes it. So go, like you say, be for yourself, be, feed your family, shoot yourself up for roids, and hit a dinger. You know what I mean? Why not? And watch the dick shrink. <laughs> not you. Not you, Dick. <laughs> not, not you, depressing dick. Uh, you guys both played for, what, two teams together at the same time? Or? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. How many teams collectively with you? Like four or five, right? I played on four teams. Robert played on 29. Yeah. Cardinals, Nationals, <laughs> Padres. No, no, no. No Padres. Okay. The, uh, Cardinals, Reds, Tigers, Nationals. Right. All right. And then uh, Tigers, Robert. Braves, Devil Rays, uh, Nationals, and Padres. Yeah, what's that like getting traded? It, well, the first time it must be more shocking than the third time, yeah? Or is it? Well, the first time I was traded, I was traded for Jeff Brantley from St. Louis to Cincinnati, and I felt that I was getting an opportunity to reinvent myself yeah. because I was with the Cardinals from the draft up to the big leagues, and they changed um, ownership, and that's when Tony La Russa came in, and Tony La Russa is not real keen on rookies. Really? Mm. But Jim Bowden is keen on people getting a second chance. Fuck so yeah. he traded for me in Cincinnati, and I spent four years there hitting 300, and then he traded me off to Detroit where – you Robert, guys met. Well, we didn't. We met long, long before, but okay. this was the first time that we got to play together. And, and that's boy, awesome, right? If you know oh, each other before, yeah. and then you get to meet up with your buddy and fucking. Boy, that'll be awesome. That was, that was some good times. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of beef thieves. Huh? <laughs> a lot of beef thieves. Yeah, you know, there was a couple on that team. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and especially on a, in a sport like baseball where you're on the road as much as you are, where the season's as long as it is. 
you have to like you have to like your teammates, right? Or or you don't have to, but it's all. But it, 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 it always makes it better. It, it helps. It, it, now is team is team chemistry something that can really enhance like how good a team performs? Totally right. Just just everybody's like, getting along on de- and off the field. Definitely, but that's called wins. <laughs> when you win, win that makes chemistry. everything. Ah, okay. It does. But in spring training, is that where people are trying to instill the chemistry and get it, like, make sure everybody's on the same page? And then if you don't start winning, then it either I mean, it either happens or it doesn't happen. You either scout the right dudes. I mean, all these teams have scouts, and and uh, you know you got to do your homework who you're bringing in, and and uh, you know nothing against the Dodgers. The Dodgers have brought in a lot of egos onto their team. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, they'll uh, check their egos at the door, these guys, because they're hell, you know, Hanley Ramirez, Adrian Gonzalez, Carl, uh, Carl Crawford, Crawford sure. Josh Beckett. These guys are, are proven winners, and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Dodgers could be a special team, but, uh, you know, they'll have to, uh, you know, everybody, I guess, will try to be like Oakland was last year, you yeah. know, low payroll, they bunch of nobodies, and Sabermetrics. Like, like we're talking really mean about. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping the Mariners do that. Uh, my Mariners <laughs> become an, uh, an A's type team. Or others, otherwise, we're going to bring well, back Edgar made, and Buhner A's. and uh, the entire 1995 team. The Mariners made, they're, they're yeah. all right. They yeah. made a few little couple yeah. moves Andrew there. Morales, Michael Morris. Uh-huh. Yep. Did we sign Jason Bay? Yeah, he's over there too. He needs right. to be healthy. I know, dude. Jeez. Dustin Ackley is still. Uh, Morales, watch out for Morales. You think? Oh yeah. Watch out oh, for Morse. Don't don't get his hopes Morse, up. Yeah. Don't no, get his hopes that, up. That was my boy from Florida. When I lived in Fort Lauderdale, we worked out together when he was with the White Sox He's organization. Yes, he is. Yeah, dude. This might be. I watched this guy grow up and. Who are you talking about? Mike Michael Morse. Oh yeah. All right. And we got Felix spearheading the rotation, right? I mean, that's 175 million. It's worth it. You got to lock him down. You know what? You know why? Because we, too many times have we uh, just, you know, grown some guy like that, let him become, uh, you know, one of the tops in the game, and then go. And it's like. Like who? Randy Johnson? uh, There's a couple of guys in there that (laughs) we. Randy Jr. Dude, I mean, shit. But it's like what happened with uh, Pinedo when we turned him to the Yankees. But obviously, we got. You know some stuff back, but I just everyone knew that it was like, all right, at what point are they going to trade Felix to get some prospects and maybe a decent bat? But it's like, no, you got to have one guy to build around. Him. He's an ace. He's a true dude. Ace. Thirteen and eight won the Cy Young. I mean, no, thirteen and twelve. Yeah. Hey, let me. T- I wanted to tell you one of my favorite players of all time is Ichiro, dude. Like, fuck man, yeah, dude. You won't find like unbelievable. Just, yeah, he's stupid. What was that man, like uh, seeing that? I mean, just watching him live. I mean, you know what? Watching him live. And I've seen him for a lot of years, and you can't play defense against him. You don't know. I played third base. I played in. He'll smack it down the line. I played back. He'll bunt. One of the few guys that was that uh, uncertain with what was going to happen. You were just oh. like, yo, I'll try to be in position, but. And then he'll hit a home fault. run on you, yeah. too. <laughs> Dude, right? Dude, Crazy. And his defense and his speed on the bases. You know? Was he well-respected across the league? Oh, oh yeah. God. You watch. He's, he's going to have guy. a big year this year. He's, he's, got that, he's got that type of personality, and he can handle the big time. These uh, Over in New York. You know, Hideki, Matsui, Ichiro, yeah. man. These guys got nerves of steel. You oh, yeah. watch. He's yes. going to. He's going to do some well, does shit. He owns, I mean, what? His first year in Seattle, I think, was uh, um, MVP, MVP and the uh, rookie of the year. Yeah. How many years in, did he spend in Japan before he came to the bigs? Seven. Yeah, something like that. And dude. what was he? Four-time MVP, um, six-time Madden champion. And fast I got to autograph each year about it. It's one of the only pieces of memorabilia I have. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And the gun. He, that one throw he he's even... got in Oakland. On the, oh, man. Remember that? 
But you remember when my brother Ichiro Ichiro his rookie yeah. year? <laughs> Wait, what? My brother threw him out from right field when he was with Tampa. Holy and he shit. looked up and he was like, "Oh shit. <laughs> I got Ichiro." <laughs> His Japanese cursing must have been pretty. Uh, <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> he was fucking like, no motherfucking beef thieves. <laughs> yeah. Kobe beef. Kobe beef. Kobe beef. <laughs> uh, I had a question about because, I mean, when you when you guys start with spring training, there's not that much, in, and maybe this is me just being ignorant, uh, there, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of practice. Like, you kind of just get in and you start playing like the next week, right? Is, is that That's what it's become when. When we were coming up, it, we used to have, what, a week and a half mm-hmm. before games started. Nowadays, guys are getting in shape in the offseason. So right. when they go into spring training, They're just you, ready. you do, what, four days of drills, which uh, you do pop-up priorities and and things of that nature, yeah. getting ready to go out there and play because those games are, are ready to go. Wow. I mean, but and but you guys, you guys are playing instantly. Like, whereas you look at the NFL, it's just hours and hours and hours, game film, coaches, never sleeping with like how how is a manager how can a manager come in and change a team around like because i mean it's pretty much a hey, ball gets hit to shortstop second baseman's got to cover like this this has been baseball with brad williams well, I, ball I, gets I, hit I, know shortstop, guy I know nothing up. yeah so, that's a good question yeah. so like it is it is so like what like what can how can a manager come in and change the culture of the team well i'll use the guy we had last week was bob melvin as an example ex-mariner coach yeah he okay. uh I had him in Detroit. Bob had a knack for making guys feel like they belong, you know. Mm-hmm. He, and, you know, the guys in Oakland last year, a bunch of young guys, yeah. you know, not not proven in the big leagues. And and next thing you know, at halfway through the season, these guys, they thought they had a chance. They started believing. Fuck. And uh, none of them were looking over their shoulders. Right. So a manager can make a difference like that. But, you know, like you said, there's only so much he can do when the game's sure. going on. But. Uh, you know, a guy like Joe Torre, he, everywhere he goes, he wins. And uh, yeah. now he, now Bobby he, Cox, the Braves yeah. kept winning, I think, 13, yeah. 14 years in a Jim, row. So. Jim Leland. Yep. He, he commands respect. He con- he came mm-hmm. in in 2006 right from the get-go. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. He, he played he, for Jim. And he was like, you know, I don't care what the culture was before, but mm-hmm. I expect you guys to come out and play 100%. I got your back, but if you out there not doing what you're supposed to do, I'm going to get in your ass. There you go. So now, is there is there a balance with all managers like with a like you see a guy like you know like Pete Carroll from my Seahawks right like everyone talks about how uh, unconventional he is running up and down the side like being really happy and excited for his players and a lot of coaches are just fucking straight face like yeah that's what you were supposed to do I don't need to get excited about it but like is there a balance with baseball managers where you have to be like in people's faces but also like excited about the game and it makes you excited right I, I know for me it depends on the person okay. you know there are some people that you got getting their ass to fire up and then there are some people you already look and they're already sweating and ready to go out there and play. Yeah. And I was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a question, Adam. Yeah. Who's your favorite manager of all time? And I know who you're going to say. And you're so fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Does it rhyme with poop wow, banana? Poop banana? You just got <laughs> pretty close. You just got Jedi mind fucked right Wait, there. You know I know what you're already going to say and what your answer will be wrong. No, it's it, not like you're second guessing yeah, yeah. yourself. It, wow. Look at yeah, he's it, looking at you. It, maybe it rhymes with rim. Chabeaver. Oh. Jim LaFever? No, no, no. It's the, I mean, it's Lupinel because he fucking brought oh, baseball back. God. <laughs> Pooh well, Banana is his favorite uh, manager. Pooh Banana. All right, well, well, I mean, well, let me, uh, well, like a guy, well, like a guy like 
Lou Pinella, who was famous for throwing tantrums. And you always hear the announcing team of a baseball thing go, go well, he's, he, he's really going to fire up his team with, with, that, with that outburst. Does that actually happen? Like, if, you're, if you see your manager r- run out there and kick dirt on the umpire and do all that, does that fire yeah, you up? No, it's or... embarrassing. It's like seeing your dad chew out a waitress at Applebee's <laughs> because you <laughs> fucked up your Sprite. You're like, dude, dad, fucking we got this. It's just a Sprite. He's like, no, dude, she fucking it should have been a Diet Pib. <laughs> dude, they don't even sell Diet Pib, dad. <laughs> Do they make? <laughs> well, they will after this podcast. Yeah, darn right. So it, it, it's got to be embarrassing. I think. Is, is, is it more embarrassing, or does it actually fire you guys up? I, I enjoy it. I, <laughs> I, I mean, you do. I played for Bobby Cox, and he leads, leads the world in ejections. The mm-hmm. umpires respect it because you're defending your players. But you know, talking about a guy like Lou, Lou did do shit like that. But why? Yeah. Why Lou did you also, run? Lou also he uh, you know he always had you making looking over your shoulder as a player and he just mm. I don't know I I didn't uh, agree with how he treated guys he didn't really treat you like a man he he treated you kind of like a piece of meat and no he just thought he was better a, than everybody oh, Wait, when dude, did you you played for Wonder in, in Tampa and I know it was a shit, bad place right. for Lou and a bad place it for was everybody. man it was terrible should, I mean why was that a bad place for Lou he's from Tampa yeah I know yeah. but that was a short he didn't want to I mean he wanted out of is that right or he. Wasn't he what traded happened? for Randy Wynn? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? He wanted to go back home. That's where right. he's from. So yeah, the manager got traded for a player. He's Cuban. Wow. He's not Italian. He's Cuban, B. Wow. He dude. speaks Spanish. <laughs> Wait, so what? So he just he kind of looks down on you, and he was just like, he's just, or maybe he came from fucking what? all these greats in Seattle, and he was just like, was fuck, just you guys are nothing. Like, it was almost like he thought he was fucking Mickey Mantle or Yogi Berra. Wow. And, and he was nothing against him, but he was kind of a bench guy, a role player on the Yankees, and. You know, I don't know. He just had a really big ego, and and uh, really do, you, do you think he helped ego. that? I have a strong personality myself. Yeah. But we're cool now. You know what I For mean? For sure. But, but so, do you, so you're saying you don't think he was instrumental in that turnaround in Seattle? Do you think he just had great players? Fuck, and, he had great players. Yeah, Hall of Fame on, players. Look at that lineup, Look dude. Edgar Martinez, Edgar Tino, Buner, Junior, <laughs> yes. even Joey Cora. Dude, fucking, you, that was fucking. I played against. Them. Well, they went 100 and 116 in 2001. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was with Mike Cameron on that. Mac, dude, he was Macklemore. Macklemore. I played with Ken Griffey and. Uh, Cincinnati for two years. All right. Start talk, that that is mean, the sound of Adam Ray's dick getting hard. <laughs> yeah. I, this, I saw his eyes get big. I'm like, yeah. hey, 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 hey. like, uh-oh. They had a uh, fucking Arthur Rhodes, Jeff Nelson. Oh, and dude, yeah. So, so, the dude, to close it down, Norm Charlton yeah. even came yeah. back for a little bit. Yeah. We're still throwing <laughs> it down. I'll, I'll, I'll ask the question for Brad could have fucking managed that. Team. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> uh, uh, hit Wilson ball, run to the base. Dude, and all the uh, who are all like our? I mean, uh, who are uh, uh, our like uh, bench players? I mean, in that team, it was uh, who was? Come on, Adam. Yeah, Carlos Guillen on that. Team. Carlos Guillen and, and then he Freddie came Garcia. Over to Detroit. Freddie Garcia, yeah. yeah. Carlos was was a shit. Huh? Oh my god, he became a stud. Switch over in hitter, Detroit. fuck, dude. Now Paul, wait, Paul Abbott was in that rotation yeah, too. Dude. That's right. He yeah. was pretty decent. Wait, um, Paul Abbott. I think I went. I w- I went to school. I went to elementary school with his kids. Uh, Trent and Lance. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. we, cool. we were Laguna Road Roadrunners. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That we did that. No, this has been random Abbott facts. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> They're Not cool. even Jim. Not even Jim. <laughs> hey, uh, this Paul is somebody Abbott. with two hands. Yeah. Uh, but so, wait, so uh, that team. So hey, you're just saying that team was so. Uh, we we, we got to wrap up, so ask your damn Griffey question. Oh, yeah. Get it out. Right. Yeah, all right. Get well, it out. All right. Well, you guys will definitely be back. But um, so, first of all, Griffey. 
Favorite player of all time. Are you going to ask the black guy or are you going to ask me? I'm going to ask both you guys. I'm just looking in the black guy's direction because I was I played left field. Because he's scared of him. Dude, all right, yeah. So, well, first of all, dope dude, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, he came over from – I'm curious what that transition was like. You're being there. You know He's what? coming from – Cincinnati embraces him, but he's also probably like – I probably wanted to finish in Seattle, but – You know what? The the makeup of the team that we had before he came over, the 99 Reds, we won 96 games. Yeah. And that was, that was probably the most magical team I ever played on. And we pretty much took away our center fielder, Mike Cameron. Yeah. Who was instrumental in being that, that rah, rah leader guy. Oh, As you was. can tell. Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah. dude, ripped it up, and, man. Um, you know, and the next because filling you know, Griffey's shoes in center field in Seattle was not easy, and he kind of did it yeah, seamlessly. He did a great yeah. job. So with Ken over on the team, at first, you know, it was a little riffle because this is the first time I ever played with a real superstar, you know. And and after I was traded to Detroit and said my piece, we wound up becoming real close friends. Nice, dude. Was he? Uh, He's a kid. Yeah, dude, right? Just loves fucking base, joking around. He retired I mean. like a true baseball player. He had a little gut, and he was. That's what I was gonna. That's, that's my question. Falling asleep on no the roids, right? He's never no. been linked to it. And no. and here's how you know, right? Uh, his body just kind of went through a natural progression of getting older and being injured, and then yeah. having to miss almost three seasons because he didn't pump himself full of shit to get better quicker, right? I mean, correct. How right. many how many home runs did he hit? Six like six he, a lot. Ninety three. He lives up to your to best all player, your standards. Best player Adam. you've ever seen play live or, yes. or no? I mean, yes. Yeah. Uh, Adam would right. go home and what do you jerk off to no. that statement. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's great. I mean, I'm yeah. A, so Griffey. well, Bobby Bonilla must have made some big King beef Griffey moves. Probably for has you. the sweetest swing ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? His he. His homers are beautiful. Unbelievable. Yeah. There you go. Well, Dimitri Young, Robert Fick, FYI podcast, uh, right here on the GoCast Network. Baseball season's coming up. Hey, you guys going to have to come back in a Absolutely. Couple, uh, couple no weeks. Doubt. Yeah, dude. We'll yeah. Talk more beef thieves. We'll talk some more <laughs> baseball. I mean. We get here this early anyway. Anyways. Oh, yeah? yeah. All right, perfect. Perfect. Well, let's do it. Uh, make sure you listen to their podcast. Adam, plug your stuff. Yeah, at Adam Ray Comedy on Twitter. Uh, I will be at the American Comedy Company in San Diego next week with Adam Devine, February 28th through uh, March 2nd. And uh, good for you. There we go. All right. Follow me on Twitter at funnybrad, bradwilliamscomedy.com. Upcoming dates in Virginia Beach, Virginia, Syracuse, New York, and Detroit. This has been for Adam Ray, Robert Fick, Mitri Young. I'm Brad Williams. This is the About Last Night Show. Please try to remember our names in the morning. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.